0: THE FOLLOWING PROGRAM IS SPONSORED BY FRIENDS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. NICK ADAMS WAS 16 MONTHS OLD WHEN HE WAS DIAGNOSED WITH STAGE four NEUROBLASTOMA AND GIVEN ONLY A 5% CHANCE OF SURVIVING. HE DEFEATED THOSE ODDS WITH THE HELP OF AN AMERICAN DOCTOR SERVING IN AUSTRALIA.
1: I'M FOND OF SAYING THAT I HAVEN'T ONLY STUDIED AMERICAN EXCEPTIONALISM, I'VE LIVED IT. Mm. IN FACT, I'M ALIVE BECAUSE OF IT. AND SO I'VE REALLY FELT THAT GOD HAS PUT ME ON THIS mission to evangelize patriotism
0: next on life today
2: Hi, I'm Randy Robinson, Sheila Walsh is with me. You know, this, Sheila, is the time of year where us native-born Americans, and and those of you who have joined us, like to talk about the birth of our nation, the founding of our nation, the founding fathers. that's fun, do you enjoy that as much as we do?
3: Oh, yeah. I remember my very first July the 4th as an American citizen. I cried almost mm. the whole day. Wow, so profoundly grateful huh. to be part of this wonderful nation! So, yeah, oh,
2: absolutely, that's great. You know, I think it's it, it's great to hear it. Actually, it's fresh, uh, it's fresh perspective to, mm. to hear it from someone outside, and that's what I'm excited about today's guest because we have someone who is excited about our country not just because it's. America, but because of the principles that it was founded on and the opportunities that it brings, and those transcend borders. So we we want to share this with our viewers all around the world. Would you welcome to Life Today, Nick Adams? Good to have you. It's great to be here. Yeah. See, that's another.
3: That's a great <laughs> accent right there.
2: So you have found uh, you have uh, established an organization called the Foundation for liberty and American greatness.
1: That's exactly right, Randy, yeah. So, FLAG, Flag. for short, uh, is the acronym, and FLAG is all about promoting patriotism and teaching civics in public schools all across America. We want to make sure that the next generation of Americans are tethered to the foundational principles and the virtues contained within the founding documents of the United States of America because we believe that they are the very values and virtues Mm -hmm. that have catapulted the United States of America to the pinnacle country on this earth. And made it unlike any other that we've seen in almost 5,000 years of recorded human history. Why? Why
2: do you think those? What are the principles? You know, because I mean, it's not just the fact that it's American, right? It, it's beyond. It transcends Americanism, really. What What are those principles that you think work?
1: Well, you know, Randy, America is not just a country. It's the only country that isn't just a country. It's an idea. It's an ideal. It's a notion, an improbable and daring experiment uh, that remains equally as improbable and daring today. So American values are individualism, not collectivism, patriotism, not relativism, God, not government. Faith, not secularism. It's equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. It's about being bold, not being bland. It's e pluribus unum as opposed to radical multiculturalism. So these are the things that make America profoundly different as a culture and a society from anywhere else in the world.
3: The thing I love, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The audience are with you there 100% and I'm sure some of you are clapping at home. The thing that I love, though, when I was checking out your for FLAG, is that you have a way of teaching kids that the important principles this nation is built on, but in a way they're going to get. You know, you make it understandable you break it down into so you actually think yeah this is what
1: i believe yeah that's absolutely right sheila so we have got the world's first kid-friendly constitution and the <laughs> so world's great. first kid-friendly declaration of independence we're working on the federalist papers next wow so essentially we've worked with legal experts and scholars to get the foundational uh, the 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 founding documents into plain, simple, easy to understand English that even a fifth grader can comprehend. That's fantastic. And we've made it attractive with graphic design and illustrations and the testimonials that we're getting from parents, teachers, and students has just been breathtaking. It's been phenomenal because the feedback that we were getting as we were going into all of these schools, I personally have been into 42 public schools in the last 365 days. And the feedback That I was getting before we produced our resources was that the students liked the constitution, but they were turned off by the old English language. Yeah, sure. And so, along with those resources, and as well as being patriotic, what FLAG tries to do is inspire and motivate. The next generation of Americans. So every time I go into a school, a public school, elementary, middle, high school, we tell those students that the day that they were born in the United States of America, or the day that they moved to the United States of America, is the day that they won the lottery of life. <laughs> and they got this incredible head start. But you did not have an easy
3: start in life, mm-hmm. because obviously you, you're a man with a mission and a passion but you almost did not survive until your second birthday. Tell us what happened to
1: yeah, you. Yeah, look, so Sheila, I, uh, I did have a, a very underwhelming beginning to say the least. Um, perhaps it's best if I paint you a picture It's December of 1985, and there are two parents that are pretty much at their wits' end. Something is wrong with their 16-month-old child. For months, they've been to doctor after doctor, paediatrician after paediatrician, but nobody can tell them what is wrong. One night, with their child even more unsettled than usual, they head to the emergency ward of the local children's hospital, and there's... Ward is pretty much deserted, there's only one doctor there, he's a young man with a smiling face and an accent. As he looks the child over, his smile quickly evaporates and he tells the parents that he can't be sure but he has a hunch that he may have seen this before and he fears that their child may have a very rare form of childhood cancer and that it looks pretty advanced and he prescribes a certain set of tests commands the parents to bring their children back uh, bring their child back to the hospital the very next morning at 8am and the very next day the parents worst fears would be confirmed uh, their child had stage 4 neuroblastoma well, what exactly is what is that well, neuroblastoma is a very hard cancer to kind of explain. Uh, it's only one in 100,000 children in, in America each year uh, get neuroblastoma. It's almost impossible to diagnose. Uh, when it is diagnosed, the tumour has almost always already metastasized to stage three or stage four. A child, an infant, a baby with stage 4 neuroblastoma is given just a 5% chance of life. Mm. Only 1 in 20 survive. The cause of neuroblastoma remains unknown to this day. Mm. And uh, for three years I underwent chemotherapy, radiotherapy and an operation. It was an American doctor, that young man with the smiling face, at the emergency ward that night it was a it was an american doctor so i'm fond of saying that i haven't only studied american exceptionalism i've lived it mm. in fact i'm alive because of it and so i've really felt that god has put me on this mission to evangelize patriotism to make everybody understand uh, what the United States of America is, what it means, and the role it has to play in the world. And I think America, because of its unique position as a undisputed superpower, unlike any that we've ever seen, tends often to be misunderstood, particularly by people all around the world. And uh, America's not perfect. Uh, no one is. Just like any human being, America makes mistakes. But it is the best thing that we have. And I believe that the world's fortunes travel with the United States of America. When America is strong, the world is strong. When America is weak, the world is a weak and dangerous place. So it's really in the interest of everyone, no matter who you are, where you come from, where you live, what your first language was, what your last name is. Uh, even if you've never so much as even set your little toe on American soil. It's in your interest that America be as self-confident, robust, assertive, and healthy as possible. This is interesting
2: because maybe I'm a victim of some of the current culture, but as a a native-born American, uh, which is no less of an American than, than the two of you, I understand, but I would feel like I was offending our friends in Canada and
1: Australia and around the world by saying what you're saying. Sure. Well, Randy, look, uh, I, I really think that if anybody objectively looks at the United States of America, they can see it as a, Force and source of goodness. Mm. I mean, it really is. Uh, America has liberated more people. It's done more against tyranny than any other nation in the history of the world. That's not to say that there aren't bad people in America. That's not to say that there aren't wonderful people everywhere else in the world. But if we are going to have a look at the role that the United States of America plays, it occupies a very unique place in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that America has really benefited humanity tremendously and in an unparalleled manner. And that's why I think that uh, everybody should have a place for America in their heart. And that's, that's my ministry. That's what I'm really trying to to advocate for and, and get people passionate and excited and energised about. Because I believe that, that America really is the bulwark of civilization. And uh, all of my life, I was inspired by America. I wanted to come here. I wanted to make a difference. Not because Australia is a bad place, it's not a bad country at all, it's a terrific country. But for me, for my personality, for the dreams that God put inside my heart, the country for me was America because I wanted to color outside of the lines. I wanted to blaze a trail. I wanted to leave a legacy. I'm proudly individualistic. I'm rather outspoken. That's why I chose my home as Texas. (laughs) Once I got here to the United States of America. (laughs) And so all of those qualities didn't necessarily fit perfectly. In Australia but here in the United States they're terrific so uh, that that's why I'm here and that's why I love being here you know, yeah. we're, we're
2: glad you're here and you know you don't have to ask a man if he's from Texas you just give him enough time he'll tell you
1: that's true <laughs> that's true
3: <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask you I was reading some of your story and getting here was no little feat I mean it took you a long time you had to persist through ridiculous um, barriers and obstacles that were placed in your path by some people who did not want you to make it here. And I I wondered, how did your faith in God and the belief that God wanted you here, how did that sustain you
1: when it looked like the doors were gonna be slammed in your face? Sheila, it's a brilliant question. Look, all of my life, God has sustained me. And all of my life, faith has played a really important role in my resolve, in my determination, in my tenacity, in my persistence, anybody that knows me will tell you that my life has really resembled a roller coaster. It's been up and down, it's, it's, you know, and, and when you really live life to the fullest, which is something that I deliberately try to do, particularly since I managed to escape death so early, I, I realized that I was in credit and I wanted to maximize every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every month of every year. And I really have done that. And, uh, and so it was very difficult for me to, to get to the United States of America, to live here permanently. It took me four years. It cost me tens of thousands of dollars. It included a period where I was unable to travel to the United States. Because although it was never proven, it did appear that I encountered some political persecution. People that didn't like my politics uh, didn't really want me to come, and so I—I I really there, there were some very dark times. There were nights when I would cry myself to sleep, and it didn't only hurt me. What where I hurt? more so than anything, was watching my mum and dad have to endure the pain of their son. And uh, that, I, I'm not yet blessed enough to be a parent, but I can only imagine the torture that that must be for a parent. A parent will want to give their their arm, their leg, their toe, their whatever, to eliminate the pain, physical or emotional, that their, that their child has. And And that was, you know, my parents have been such an instrumental part of my life. I can't imagine my life without them. And um, they were really a rock for me. And, and, you know, I prayed, they prayed, and thankfully uh, justice prevailed. And I ended up coming here to the United States and I'm proud to tell you that it has been blue skies ever since,
2: (laughs) it's awesome. One great thing about immigrants coming into America is that oftentimes you guys, I'll say, bring some values that kind of shake up those who are settled in. You mentioned something earlier when we were talking that I think we could use to, to hear a little bit here in America. You talked about how it's unusual for families to be as close in America as they are in, in Australia and in other, other places around the world, specifically you taking, taking care of your parents sure. and things like that. I, I think that's a value that we could use a little reinstallation of here in America.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, hey, Randy, look, absolutely. And every culture is different and every culture has different traditions. And uh, one of the, I love the fact that America is an individualistic place. And there's a, there's a reason why it has been the most successful, the most prosperous, the most powerful country in the world. Uh, but of course, w- with, with any set of values, there is always going to be, and I forgot how you put it, you put it really well. I think you said it was the rough edges of individualism.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and so um, one of the things that's very different here in the United States is that pretty much from the time that you turn 18, you're kind of turned over to the world, and uh, you usually go. Not to... all the
3: time. There's certain mothers who insist on in
1: maintaining <laughs> a relationship
3: with their child through life. There, <laughs> but you're right.
1: You there you go. So, and and usually a child will go and attend a college, which is a long, long way from home, and then they'll go and get another job. And here's something that. Most Americans don't know. So the average American in their lifetime moves seven times. Seven times. Now, in most countries in Europe, you are born and die in the same house. Hmm. And then I think in Australia, the average the average uh, Australian moves three times in their life. So... Americans tend to move a lot more. I think it's that whole idea of the pursuit of happiness. There's this constant desire for upward mobility, to keep progressing up the ladder, to to really give your best. Americans strive for medioc uh, Americans strive for greatness, where a lot of cultures strive for mediocrity, and uh, and so that's all part of that. But I think in there with all of that, often. Um, the, the The family connection is not as strong after given all of those circumstances, is not as strong as it is in particularly ethnic cultures like South American cultures or or South European nations uh, and and that's just a, that's just a, a little bit of a cultural difference
2: yeah. well, I think something we should learn maybe again yeah. to, to value and treasure family. Uh, and, and also as a nation that is blessed and not just America, but many nations uh, around the world to reach out um, beyond our borders and share the blessings that God has given to us. It's not the blessings that America has are not ours to keep, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. No,
3: I think one of the great privileges and one of the things I love about what we get to do here at Life is that um, it's our privilege to, to to bring people that, you know, will bless your life and can talk to you and can encourage you but then we have this glorious opportunity to reach out and make a difference in the world. It's not an accident that you and I are on this earth at this moment. We have a divine destiny and your history, doesn't matter where you came from, your history does not determine your destiny in Christ. And we're making a difference around the world and we want you to help us. I'll tell you a little bit more about it in a minute, but would you watch this with us?
4: We've been here in Cambodia now with our team for about a week listening to stories from mothers, just story after story. And there seems to be one common theme heartbreak. In fact, just this morning we heard another one of those stories here. I'd like to share that with you right now.
0: (coughs) បាតមើអស់កឡែងមើហើយគេថាមើអត់ជាបងណាអត់មានសាជួមូចទាំងល្អទាំងអីហ្នឹងចេះមូចចេះនេះព្រើទឹកខ្វល់អខ្វល់លងក្រួយប៉ាន់អត់ទេចេះ <coughs> I young
4: Sai was only doing what every mother loves to do she was trying to nurture her children and that very thing that should bring so much joy to her has brought so much heartbreak because she's had to give them dirty water. But here's the good news. You and I have the ability to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be a miracle in the lives of these people by drilling a well and bringing clean water to take the place of this dirty water that's been bringing so much heartache. We can bring clean water that will bring life to these children and give joy to these mothers. We can be that change.
3: I honestly can't imagine the pain of a mother to have to bury five children. And not only that, to actually love your children so much that you wish they actually hadn't been born to you because if they'd been born to another mother in another country, their lives would have been different. I have walked with these moms and their children down to the only place where they can get water. And I've watched as they've got buckets full of this filthy water. And it's not just that it's dirty water, it's disease infested. And it's the only choice they have. They give their children that water or they give their children no water at all but I've also been in the villages where we have been able to put a, a water well. And the amazing thing is, when we put a, a well in the village, the reason we call it water for life is, do you know it lasts for the whole life of the village? 70 years. So even though I have seen the heartache, I think it's very ironic that that beautiful mom's name is Sai I want her to know her sigh has gone up to heaven, that God has heard her, and that you and I get the privilege of saying, No more children, sigh. You're not going to bury one more child. And Randy, it really doesn't take that much for you and I to make a difference.
2: No, you know, it wouldn't be asking too much to drill a well just for that mother and her family. But one well will actually service an average of 1,000 people their whole lives. One well costs $4,800 on average. Can you provide one well? If you can, I would encourage you to do it. Go online, pick up the phone, and do it. For a lot of people, that's a lot of money, I understand. But you can partner with other viewers. $48 will provide water for a lifetime for 10 people. It's something all of us can do. We have some gifts to give to you to say thank you and to commemorate your support. But the important thing, Sheila, I think is just to understand that as believers we're not just recipients of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. We are expressions of his goodness. The water of life he gives to us, we give both spiritually and literally to those around the world in desperate need. And it, it does make a huge difference. Here's what
3: Barry and I, my husband and I, have decided to do. We've decided every month we're gonna skip something. So for me, it might be skipping like a pedicure. I mean, I can paint my own nails. But when you do something like that, then you have that money to be able to give. Randy and I cannot change that. We, but our prayer here at Life Outreach International is this year, we want to put 400 new wells in. The joy that that will bring, just if you and I decide we're gonna skip something, we don't really need anymore. So please, would you go to your phone? Would you dial that number on the screen, call that number? Go online, get the best gift, and together, we can change the world.
0: Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them with no other choice. What's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a new beginning for thousands of children and their families, a bright future with better health. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for 5 people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the miracles of Christ, what living beyond impossible looks like. Filled with scriptures, prayers, and stories of Jesus' miraculous power, James Robison adds insight about how to walk in faith and live beyond the impossible. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Morning and Evening Coffee Mug Set. Each mug features beautiful artwork and scripture from Psalm 92 2 a wonderful reminder of God's faithfulness each day. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and you may request a beautiful Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: Many of these precious children behind me have lost siblings, playmates to waterborne illnesses. We can stop that cycle of death. It's as simple as giving them a cup of clean drinking water. You know, each water well will serve about an average of 1,000 people. Look at all these kids behind me, man. We we can reach into areas, this area and so many more just like it, and save thousands of lives just by giving them clean drinking water. I pray you'll do what you can right now. Go to the phone, go online, make the best gift you can. And when you do, know that you will be saving precious lives all around the world with water for life. Thank you so much. And if
3: the phones are busy, please keep calling. This is something we get to do, not something we have to do. When we go back to those villages, we want to see a water well in that village.
2: That's right. And, you know, we've had a wonderful guest today. I want to personally thank our guest, Nick. And tell us a little bit about what we can find at your website, FlagUSA.org.
1: Yeah, on FlagUSA.org, you can go on there and get all kinds of information about our organization, the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness. You can go and order a kid-friendly Declaration of Independence, a kid-friendly version of the Constitution, Give it to your children, give it to your grandchildren, donate it to a local school. You can also hop on our uh, donate page, flagusa.org donate. We're a 501c3 organisation. All gifts are tax deductible. Uh, if you align with our mission and you have the capacity to give, we would love to use your help to reach the hearts and change the minds of young Americans everywhere.
3: Fantastic. Would you yeah. help us thank Nick? Thank you. We appreciate all you
2: do. We appreciate everyone that watches live today. We appreciate you watching today and every day. We'll see you next time right here.
3: When life falls apart, God is there.
0: Spend Wednesdays in the Word with Sheila Walsh tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.